0: to the Data Science Interview Prep Podcast. In this series, we go through topics that are commonly discussed in data science interviews, and we give a high-level overview on those subjects. So today we're going to dive into one of the most misunderstood concepts in statistics, the p-value. So the p-value, which is short for the probability value is used in something that's called hypothesis testing. And what it does is it helps us determine the significance of our results in a statistical hypothesis test. Now, it's critical to note that the p-value is not a probability that the tested hypothesis is true. Instead, it represents the likelihood of obtaining a result as extreme or more extreme than the one observed, assuming the null hypothesis is true. That's a little bit of a head twister, so I will go ahead and repeat it. It's important to remember that the p-value is not the probability that the tested hypothesis is true. Instead, what is the p-value? Instead, it represents the likelihood of obtaining a result as extreme or more extreme than the one observed, assuming that the null hypothesis is true. Now, let me give you a quick example to help illustrate this because I know it's a little bit of a head twister. So let's say you're conducting an experiment to determine if a new drug is more effective than the current standard treatment. You start off by assuming a null hypothesis. The typical convention is we'll just call it H-naught. And your H0 says that there is no difference between the effectiveness of the new drug and the standard one. You then perform your experiment, collect data, and analyze it. So after you've analyzed your data, if your p-value ends up being small, let's say less than 0.05, which is a common threshold used both in industry and academia, it implies that the likelihood of observing the result you got or something more extreme is less than 5%, assuming that the null hypothesis is true. So again, that's a little bit of a mouthful, so let's just say it's kind of like saying, hey, if there's really no difference between these two drugs, then what I observed is pretty unlikely. In this case, we often reject the null hypothesis, lending support to the alternative hypothesis that there is indeed a difference between the two treatments. Now, what I mentioned here is something called the alternative hypothesis. So typically you have a null hypothesis that says there's no difference, and then you have an alternative hypothesis which typically states that there is a difference. Now, on the other hand, a large p-value, again, the industry standard being greater than 0.05, suggests that your observation is quite likely under the null hypothesis, or fairly likely under the null hypothesis. So in this case, you don't have strong evidence against the null hypothesis. If that isn't confusing enough, here's where things can get a bit more nuanced. And it's also where many of the misunderstandings about p-values arise. So a p-value is not a measure of the size of an effect or the importance of a result. Also, it doesn't tell you the probability of the null hypothesis being true. So many times people will interpret the p-value wrong. And again, the things that the p-value does not represent, it does not represent a measure of the size of an effect or the importance of the result. It doesn't tell you the probability of the null hypothesis being true. And another crucial point, p-values depend not only on the strength of association or effect in the population, but also on the sample size. So given a larger sample, a smaller effect can produce a smaller p-value. So a smaller p-value does not necessarily imply a larger effect. So what can we do to avoid the pitfalls and misuses of p-values? while well, the key really lies in understanding the context and considering the entirety of the statistical evidence not just focusing on whether a p value is above or below some more or less arbitrary threshold again 0.05 is the common threshold but it really is kind of something that is more or less arbitrarily agreed upon in the community now multiple testing confidence intervals effect sizes and power tests are also integral parts of of the statistical toolbox that, when used, really, really complements the p-value and helps you to make a very informed analysis and decision. Okay, so I think with that being said, that's a good point to conclude our dive into the world of p-values. I hope this episode shed some light on what p-values are and what they are not. As always, thanks again for tuning in to today's episode of the Data Science Interview Prep Podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Be sure to join us next week where we will discuss other interesting topics in the field of data science. Until then, happy modeling!